Anyways. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. I have a theory. You have a theory? Theoryfully, I have a theory. Theoryfully, you have a theory? I have a theory. Okay. That I really kind of jumped off the cliff here and didn't really have a theory. You didn't have a theory. No, I didn't have you a don't have Do a you theory. have a theory? I have a couple of them. Theoryfully? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just wanted to do that. I, didn't I did. You? I did. Um, we're going to talk about scientific theory. That's right. We're going to get all smart and stuff. Yeah. Well, should we sing the um, Big Bang theme song? The whole universe was in a hot, hot, hot heat. And That's all I know about it. That's all I know of it. That's it. Um, they built the pyramids. And the science history. And that's the, that's all the ended with the Big Bang. Bang. Hey. Yeah, that's all I've got. That's all we got, folks. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. We're going to get sued for copyright infringement on that one. I don't know about that. I don't know that anybody can tell what that was. <laughs> that's why it was supposed to be funny. It was a joke. Oh, yeah. okay. I get it now. Um. My theory is that this is going to be one of the best episodes of Ike and Misty ever. I like that theory. 372 coming at you right after our sweet ass intro song. Sweet ass. What if just for this one episode, I put the Big Bang Theory theme song (laughs) over the music? Okay. Are we ready to begin? Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Uh, I've got a cat named Schrodinger. Really? Because I have some dogs named Pavlov. And I've got a razor named Occam. (laughs) And I also own Chekhov's gun. I named my box Pandora. I bet you did, you fuck creep. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh. Uh. Well, so I always hear I smarty your... pants. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear smarty pants people using these terms. Smarty pants, like, you know, like, <laughs> I can't even do it. I was going to make a Joe Rogan joke, but I can't do it. Smarty pants like Dr. Jordan Peterson. Smart like Joe Rogan. Anyway, uh, sorry. Guys. Well, that, you know, to be honest with you, that's what brought us on this topic is we were having a discussion about some of the guests and, you know, their accolades versus not. And I brought up Occam's razor. Yeah. That Occam's razor is the theory that the simplest explanation is usually the correct explanation. Right. And I have applied that theory to most things in my life. When something comes along that happens and I go, well, I don't understand that. I think about it and I go, well, what's the simplest explanation? Because that's probably the one. Probably it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Right. We started talking about a lot of these phrases that people use um, and theorems that a lot of people probably don't know where they what what the actual origin to them is. Okay. Tell me about Schrodinger's cat. Well, let's do this real quick. Okay. Let's quantify what we're talking about, right? So there's scientific theory yes. and scientific laws. Yes. Right? So what is scientific theory? According to science.howstuffworks.com. <laughs> Which is a definite go-to website. Or for those of us uh, more eloquently speaking, science.howstuffworks.com. <laughs> How stuff uh, works. <laughs> a scientific theory is an explanation of the natural world that can be repeatedly tested and verified using the scientific method and observation. Scientific theories are not guesses, but rather a reliable account on how a certain natural phenomenon works. And then, uh, there's an example. 
uh, here's an example of scientific theory. One of the most popular scientific theories is Einstein's special relativity, mm -hmm. which explains the relationship between space and time for objects moving at a consistent speed in a straight line. The theory also explores a concept known as time dilation. Dilation? Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. A law, on the other hand, is an observation. In simpler terms, a law predicts what happens and a theory explains why. I would have gotten that backwards. I, oh, scams. scams. All the scams. Um, hello, Misty. Uh, hi, your car warranty yeah. insurance is running out. I'm here to let you know that if you don't uh, renew your car uh, <laughs> warranty right now, then we're going to kill your cat. Okay. I don't have a cat. <laughs> well, Schrodinger. 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 Then we're going to um, kill your dog. Okay. So... I was a super, when I was in like junior high-ish, I was a super nerd and I won a science, um, a national science award. Science. Science. <laughs> so one of the things that I want to point out before also along with scientific theory versus law is what the five steps of coming to scientific theory are. Okay. So the first step is defining a question. So as scientists start to conduct research, they need to have an actual, a very yeah. plain, basic question why that they want the to answer. Why is the sky cold? Right. Yeah. Or why is it blue? Sure. Why does it appear blue? <laughs> right. The second step is making predictions of what you think the answers are going to be. I bet it's cold up there because Santa Claus flew his reindeers I up there. I love that. Mm -hmm. The third step is gathering data. We got to go that's get our binoculars the, out and look for Santa Claus. <laughs> that's the research, research portion yeah. of things. Um, the fourth step is analyzing that data. Right, testing. And that's when you sit down and you do all of your testing. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth step is drawing your conclusion. Conclusions. Conclusion. I conclude that the sky is cold, not because Santa Claus flew his reindeers up there. Yeah. But because of the lack of atmosphere. There you go. Science. Science. So. So. Which one of these do you want to talk about first? I'm just still blown away that a law, I had law and theory mixed up. Yeah. Like law sounds like. Like that's it. This is the law. No, it's and the opposite. Then, yeah. So our yeah. our laws should be called theories. They. Why? But a theory seems like, oh, I've got a theory. Like we use it wrong in everyday conversation. We do. Very yeah. much. Very much. Yeah. I'm the law around here, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um, Do you know the difference between a theory and a theorem? Theorically? Ethereum? Ethereum? No. no. No, 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 no. Crypto, crypto. No, 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 no. So Ethereum uh -huh. with an M. Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum is a single statement. Yep. Whereas a theory is a body of facts. Mm. So a theorem is something if you only did one test and one piece of research, you come up with a theorem. Right. When you do multiple testings and research, you have a theory, a body of work right. that goes along with it. Could the scientific method be applied into people that say, do your own research? Absolutely. Or do people tend to find the answers they're looking for? People tend to find the answers they're looking for. You can yeah. find an answer that sides with whatever your yeah. your thought process yeah, is. Yeah, like if you're a Trump supporter and you go on Bloomberg.com. You're going to find what you want. Or Fox News. You're going to find what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, do, do your own meteorology, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I won't get too far No, into that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, how can we let 
How can we, this is probably getting off topic because we were going to do Schrodinger's cat and all that stuff. That's okay. How can we help people find a way to do their own research? Ask them very pointed and specific questions. Very black or white questions. Instead of things that are opinion based, Mm -hmm. fact based. Like when, when you sit on, you know, having a conversation with someone that maybe has a differing opinion than you, mm-hmm. I do it a lot these days. Like I say, so how's that work? And I want them to explain it to me. You know and what I do? that usually shuts them down because they don't know how it fucking works. No. You know what they I do? Say, Somebody said it works. I like to grab them by their little pinky toe and twist it real hard until they say what I want them to say. <laughs> okay. That's. You believe what I believe. Yeah, that's how I feel like a lot of people. And if that doesn't work, sometimes I'll grab days. their ear ball, Ooh, and I'll twist their ear and their yeah, little pinky at the same time. That'll do it. That'll do it every and time. And let's try and see if their pinky toe can touch their ear. I'll twist them so up like a pretzel. Turning them into a human pretzel. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Speaking of which, I think Johnny Knoxville was on WWE last night. Johnny Knoxville is on Smartless this week. I'm wow. very excited to listen to that one. Oh, uh, yeah, the, um, the new. Uh, Butthole movie comes out. What's it called? Jackass. Jackass. <laughs> yeah. I saw the preview for it when I went to go see Scream. They showed oh, the, wow. the like, long form. It's only in theaters. It. I got so used fun. to watching movies at home. I'm kind of bummed out that the movie theaters You are know back. what? I will I will tell you not to get off topic, but going to the theater is an experience I've missed. And I didn't realize how much until I got there. Hmm. Especially going, I mean, the movie that I went to go see, Scream. it was a very like-minded group of people that were there for mm-hmm. a preview before the night it opened. Like, it was a very excitable group of people. And, oh, like, I bet. Just having those laughs in the whole theater and, like, people yelling at the screen. And, like, I haven't been to something like that in a very long time. And yeah. it, it was very joyful. And we talked about it literally all week last week. We did, and we talked about it that night when I got home from the theater. Like, yeah. you called me, and you were like, how was it? And yeah. I was like, I haven't been so full of joy doing something in a very long time. Um, but that reminds me of Pavlov's Dogs. Yeah, what's uh, what's some puppies all about? <laughs> Pavlov's Dogs is a theory that, essentially, if you repeatedly are, are do something, that it becomes almost instinct. And that there are, if something affects your senses, mm-hmm. it and it happens often enough, it becomes an instinct in you. So basically, Pavlov had dogs. He rang a bell. And mm. that meant it was time to eat. He never, ever had to encourage the dogs <laughs> when he rang the bell. Right. They always instinctually knew what that bell meant and continued to come. We should do a subliminal... It's hard. I want to put a subliminal thing in our show that like makes people listen to more shows. Right. But well, and that's exactly what what Pavlov's thing is. It's you can be conditioned (gasps) is what it is. It's the idea that he conditioned his dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. We forgot to play our sweet ass intro song. No, we stopped for it. Did we? Oh, yeah. Big Bang Theory. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, if a sound is repeatedly presented at the same time, then that's that's when you will want that thing. Hmm. All right, I'm going to think on that one. I'm going to come up with a law yeah. about how to get people to listen to our show better. Yeah, I think you should. What about Schrodinger's cats? Tell me about that. Schrodinger, I'm trying to find the cat. Schrodinger's cats. Schrodinger put two cats in a box, and they both died. Well, that wasn't very nice. No, I'm just kidding. Did they have holes in the box? Schrodinger's cats. Schrodinger's Schrodinger 
In quantum mechanics, let me click on this before I read half the sentence and have to click on it later. In quantum mechanics, Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment that illustrates a paradox of quantum superposition. In the thought experiment, a hypothetical cat may be considered simultaneously both alive and dead as a result of its fate being linked to a random subatomic event that may or may not occur. This thought experiment was devised by physicist Erwin, you guessed it, Schrodinger, Schrodinger. <laughs> in 1935 in a discussion with everybody's favorite, Albert Einstein. Einstein thank you. To illustrate what Schrodinger saw as the problems of the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. I mean, I've been having problems with uh, Copenhagen's know, uh, interpretation of quantum since mechanics. Since I was in grade school. I mean, uh, yeah. we, need, uh. we need a t-shirt. So the scenario is, uh, is often featured in theoretical discussions of the interpretations of quantum mechanics, particularly in situations involving the measurement problem. I mean, clearly. The measurement problem. Uh, it's um, so funny that there's how, just I mean, a problem is, called the measurement problem. So how is this applied in everyday speak? I don't know how this one... This isn't like a common phrase. I've heard like, it. Well, that's just Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's a metaphor. Yeah. Um. Let Hold on. I'm going to look at it. So it's famous, a famous physics thought experiment, which presents a paradox in which a... Cat in a box is somehow simultaneously both alive and dead. It's my cat in a box. It's my dick in a box. <laughs> Speaking of boxes, I'm moving on to Pandora's box. You know, Pandora's box really doesn't fit into this. Um, I mean, it is a phrase that's thrown out commonly, like some of these are, but Pandora's box is actually a part of Greek mythology. Um the story, of course, is that there was a box <laughs> and she What's Pan in it? Pandora was given this box um, and was told you cannot open this under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. And her curiosity led her to open the container um, that actually was left. I'm sorry. It was left in the care of her husband mm -hmm. and it thus released physical and emotional curses upon mankind. So we use, you know, oh, don't go open in Pandora's box right. all the time as a, a means of don't don't start something that you don't know what's going to come from it. You know, like in work scenarios, it's like, oh, no, don't say that in the meeting. You'll open Pandora's box. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. When I make this sound, mm, I'm reading. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, again, another metaphor, um, you know, in our modern language, we use it as a metaphor, but have it's actually done, not a scientific theorem. Have we done theory. Occam's razor? Yeah. Is that the, the big simple, The simplest explanation is generally... You want to hear the, the fancy one? speak for it? I do. It's a lot. I've read it before. <sighs> I'm doing good on reading today. I just want okay. to point that out. Okay. Occam's razor is a principle of theory construction or evaluation according to which other things equal explanations that posit fewer entities or fewer kinds of entities are to be preferred to explanations that posit more. Yep. Meaning <laughs> whichever one is seems right. Oh my usually God. right. There's always a smarter way to say something. Uh, Chekhov's gun is oh, another one. Yeah. What is that? Is that Star Trek? So <laughs> Chekhov's gun, a dramatic principle that suggests that details within a story or play will contribute to the overall narrative. 
This is encouraging writers to not make false promises in their narrative by including extemporaneous details that will not ultimately pay off by the last act, chapter, conclusion. Don't put bullshit in your story. That's exactly what That's it is. That's a smart way of saying that. Right. And, and it's also a... It's know, word economy, right? So you're not it's like... It's word economy. It, the Speak when, when you have something important to say. Mm-hmm. Include so, include things in your story that are going to have a payoff in the end. So if I was telling the story of how Misty got to the studio today, I would not involve things that have no business of you coming to the studio. Right. Like if right. I did an aside and was like, well, Misty stopped at Target on the way to the studio and then never said why. Right. People would be like, this movie <laughs> sucks. Right. What does that have to do with anything? Right. Yeah. I run into this all the time when I'm writing jokes. I'm sure. Because I'm like, well, what the fuck? Because I, I do half setup punch and half stories, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm telling a story, I want everybody to know all the greatest detail and like breathe it like they were sitting there live. Mm-hmm. But um, I go off on these tangents. I'm like, well, and the, he was wearing blue shoes. Of course. And the shoes have yeah. white. And it's like, nobody gives a fuck about that. Well, I've always heard anytime anyone's ever used the term Chekhov's gun to me, it's um, more synonymous with the idea of foreshadowing. So don't include a whole bunch of things in your setup that aren't going to have a payoff in the in the future part of that story. Yeah. So. So it, yeah. it, then it has to be Star Trek related because why it's would Chekhov have a gun? I'm gonna Google it. It's- Bless your heart. I I hope that you. I I don't want to to break your heart and let you know. Anton Chekhov. Do, do you know who Anton Chekhov was? Star Trek, the original series, has one noteworthy example of Chekhov's gun carried by... One example. <laughs> uh, Ensign Pav- Pavel Chekhov, for the majority of episodes in which he appeared, his gun reappears in Star Trek Deep Space Nine Trials and Tribulations, which used archive footage of a TOS episode. They are connected. Um, well, Anton Chekhov was a 19th century Russian playwright and short story writer who wrote some of what is considered to be some of the world's greatest writing ever. Right. Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so some of the things we talked about are scientific theory and some of them had to do with dramatic principles and also had to do with Greek mythology. And you can use any of those things now because now you know what they mean and you can make everyone else in the room feel stupid. (laughs) <laughs> That's all we're do- here to do is arm you with things to make you feel smart. Exactly. Um, leave us a comment. And tell us how much smarter you feel. However, the bells are ringing on our time of this episode, and I like Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> wow. You really forced that one in there. <coughs> mm. It had to be done. It had to be done. Sorry. I'm going to go watch uh, Chekhov on Star Trek. Of course you are. Yep. Okay, bye. Uh, oh, we, we, we didn't do any affirmations yet this week. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. I like how scientifically smart you are. Okay. Um, receive it. I receive that. I, I'll accept it. I, <laughs> <laughs> like check on sounds. I'm just going to keep accepting it. You got to check that one off your box? Uh, check uh, off. Uh, uh, he's not funny anymore. <laughs> Bring back the old night. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, let's see. I like how you nerd out with me about stuff like this. That's why we have a podcast. Like, I love the fact that we can sit here and 
have a conversation. I'm like, Occam's Razor. And you're like, let's do an episode about that. Right. I want to know about that. Yeah. And like you, the thing we're doing tomorrow, uh, you were like, what about this? And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Let's talk about it. You know, I accept that. Uh, you know what would really blow people's minds is when we're not in here recording, <laughs> yeah. we legit talk on the phone for an hour we a day. We do. It's hilarious. It's And you would think. We would run out of uh, shit to we talk about. Don't it, you guys it's get crazy. the filtered version? You do the shit we come up with. Oh my god! You know what would eventually should be our Patreon is just we record our phone calls. Oh my god! It'd be hilarious. People would be like, "Oh my god!" We talk, people actually talk about that in we public. Talk about, we talk way too much shit to be putting that shit out on Patreon. We, we sure do. All right, we're out of here, buttholes. <laughs> okay, bye. 